What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge online Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. For those of you that continue to like and share these online digital messages with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. Also, both of our live services are back in person, open, wide open with a full service and full kids church, nursery, cafe, Come on back and join us. We would love to see you in person. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us through generosity by giving online and meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to worship with us through giving and generosity. You allow us to love more people, help more people, feed more people, and serve more people. In fact, this past week we had our food pantry and we were able to feed tons of people from this city, from our community, your community, that we love so very much. Today, we start a brand new series, and this series is called The Roommate. Have any of you ever had a bad roommate? Today, as we begin, I want to talk to you about probably the worst roommate that you've ever had. In this series, the roommate that we're talking about is sometimes a bad roommate. But you have to understand something. The actual roommate that we're talking about in this series is not someone else. Because the actual roommate that we're talking about is you living with you and me living with me. In this series, this is what we're going to focus on, you and I learning to live with ourselves. Now, let's start off like this. Several years ago, when my dad was still alive and he was pastoring in De Quincey, one day this man came to see him about some problems that he was having in his personal life, in his family, and in his marriage. Later on, the wife began to go see my dad too. The husband would go with the wife and they would have counseling sessions together. Well, they eventually got divorced because they had some major, major heartbreak in their family, some major heartbreak in their relationship. And because of that major heartbreak, they just had too many ruptures, too many heartbreaks, and they couldn't get past it. And their marriage and their relationship ended. They had a few kids, but this is what had happened. The man had been hiding this for years, but he had ran up a debt, a $60,000 gambling debt. And it all came out at once because now they were losing their house and the wife never could trust him again and she just couldn't get over it. And I remember after it happened because my parents were friends with him, I remember one day listening to my mom and my dad talking about it in the next room and I overheard my mom ask this question and this is what the question was, how could he do that? How could he live with himself? How could he live with himself. Now, have you ever heard someone ask that question about someone else? Or have you ever asked that question about someone else? Someone did something and it hurt someone else. Like maybe you heard a news story about someone driving drunk and getting in a wreck and innocent people dying and you thought to yourself, how could they do that? How could they live with themselves? Or maybe to make it more personal, you know that someone did something to hurt someone that was close to you. Someone that you know, someone that you love, and your first thought was this, or maybe you even said it. How could they do that, and how could they live with themselves? Many times, this is what we think about other people when they do things that kind of shock us, or it hurts someone else, and this is what it is. And notice this today, how could they live with themselves? Deep down, how 
How could they cover this up for so long? How could they hide this for so long? How could they keep up this game and wear this mask for so long? How could they live with themselves and understand something that this is what we're really thinking and this is what we're really saying when we make that statement about someone else and notice this today. How could they live with themselves because I couldn't live with myself? If I had done that, if I had covered that up, if I had hidden that, if I had acted in that way or reacted in that way in my life, I couldn't live with myself. My conscience wouldn't let me get away with that. My faith wouldn't get, let me get away with that. And so how could they live with themselves? Because deep down you're thinking, I could never, ever do that. And I couldn't live with myself if I did do that. But the truth is this. Yes, you could actually. Yes, you could do what you thought you could never do. You could actually live with yourself too because, and remember this today if you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. If you leave your current self unprotected, then your future self is capable of anything. Let me say that in another way. If you leave your current present self unattended, if you don't take care of your current soul and the current condition of your heart, then your future heart, your future soul, and your future self is capable of anything. And then we all know this, we slowly start to make excuses for how we're becoming, how we're becoming, and then we accept those excuses as valid. But let me tell you something else and notice this today. Everyone who experiences major regret in this life at one time believed this could never happen to them. At one time in their life, they felt like they were strong enough to where they would never give in to this. They would never do this. They would never say this. They would never act out in this way. They would never take that pathway. They would never make that choice. They would never make that decision. And they thought at one time they would never, ever, ever have to live this way or do this. What they were asking about other people, how could they live with themselves? At one time, they thought that can never be asked about them until it is one day asked about them. How could you live with yourself? You've thought that about other people and then you let your guard down and you stop protecting your current self and then you became the type of person that other people were asking, how could you live with yourself? And that's really what this series is about. It's about the roommate, and it's about this, and notice this today. What are the three main habits that can guide and safeguard your future self? What are the three main habits? And we're going to talk about one habit each week in the series, but what are the three main ones that can safeguard our current self so we can have a healthy future self? Three habits to make sure that what you show people outwardly in your life is a genuine reflection of who you really are on the inside when no one else is around and when no one else is looking. Now, this is something that we all know that life is hard and life can absolutely be hard on your mind, hard on your spirit, hard on your emotions, hard on your heart, and hard on your soul. Where we have our fears, in our soul. Where we have our worries, in our soul. Where we have our anxieties, in our soul. Where we have our hopes and our dreams. And we are all very good at putting on our mask and acting like everything is okay when life is difficult and life is hard on our soul. But on the inside, we all know that our soul is hurting. And here's something to understand. And notice this today, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Current healthy souls left unprotected will eventually become unhealthy souls. I mean, let's be honest. 
Nothing gets better when it's left unattended. If you don't keep up your yard and keep up your house, it's not going to make them eventually one day look better. If you don't attend constantly to your yard and to your home, eventually it's going to fall apart. And let's also be honest, this morning many of you woke up and you did the same thing that I did. You looked in the mirror and you immediately started to attend to your face and not leave it the way that it is. And we do all of that for our outside. But we also need to do that on the inside. We also need to do that for our heart and for our soul because, and remember something else today, and notice this, uh, uh, the health of your soul will determine if you live authentic or not. The health of your soul, a healthy soul will always determine if you're living genuine on the inside and on the outside. When I say authentic, I mean this. It's when your inner person is the same as your outer image. That's what it means to be genuine. That's what it means to have character. That's what it means to have integrity. And that's what it means to be your authentic self. It's when your inner person is the same person as your outer image. The health of your soul will determine the gap between who you are versus who you pretend to be. Let me say that again. The health of your soul always determines the gap between who you are and who you pretend to be. A healthy soul, and always understand this, a healthy soul has very little tolerance in your life for not being real, genuine, and authentic. A healthy soul has very little tolerance for being fake. A healthy soul has a very, very active conscience. An unhealthy soul has a seared conscience and a healthy soul will do this and notice this today. It'll help you close the gap between who you are and who you should be instead of just trying to manage the gap between who you are and who you should be. And something else to notice is this and notice this today. You have the potential to become someone that you would despise if you met them today. If you don't safeguard your current self, if you don't safeguard your current spirit, your current mind, your current faith, your current soul, your current heart, then one day your future self is going to be someone that you despise if you met them today, unless you safeguard your heart with these three habits. The difference between those who live with great regret and those who don't is this, and remember this today, how healthy your soul is. That's the difference. That's the difference between people who live with great regret and people who live with great peace and character. Now today, I want to introduce the first habit in this series, but before I do, I want to read some statements to you from the letter of Romans in the New Testament. And at first, these statements seem kind of not logical, but when we're talking about the health of our soul, this seems like, after you realize that, that this may be the most logical thing that we can do. Today, we're reading Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Notice this today. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead. When he says, I plead, he's saying, listen to me. I want you to pay attention. Listen to me. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Give your entire self to God because of everything he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. Our entire self, inside and out, give it to God as an act of worship. Lay your mind on the altar. Lay your actions on the 
altar, lay your reactions on the altar, lay your impulses on the altar, lay your emotions on the altar, lay your life on the altar, lay your worship on the altar, and give your entire self to God. Our greatest season of regret happened in our life when we only called on God when we needed Him. Let me say that again. Our greatest season of regret in our life happened when you were only calling on God at that time when you needed him and you were not living daily surrendered to God, God's heart and God's pathway for your life. When you live daily surrendered to his pathway for your life, then you stop with these great regrets. You stop building them over and over again because the greatest seasons of regret in your life always happen when you only call on God when you need him the most. We cannot pray our way out of a situation that we behaved ourselves into. Let me say that again. You cannot pray your way out of a situation that you behaved yourself into. We move on in this passage. This is truly the way to worship him. Worship is our response to God and what all he has done for us on the cross and through the resurrection. It is our response to God to worship God with everything that we have on the inside and out. We move on. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing Changing the way that you think. Surrender always starts in our mind and what we dwell on in our mind. Stop dwelling on your weaknesses. Stop dwelling on those wrong opportunities. Stop dwelling on what tears you down. Stop dwelling on your discouragement and dwell on God and God's love and God's hope for your life and God's purpose for your life and surrender everything that you have on the inside and on the out every single day as an act of worship. We move on. Then you will learn to know God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you're better than what you really are. Don't think that you are better and stronger than what you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. As you evaluate yourself, make sure it's an honest evaluation. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. He says, don't sit back and say, that would never happen to me because it can happen to you. Don't sit back and say, how could they live with themselves after doing that? Because you could learn to live with yourself after doing something just as bad or just as broken. If you don't take care of your current self, if you don't protect your current soul, your current heart and your current faith, if you don't present your entire self inside and out as a living sacrifice of worship to God, then you absolutely could slip into the type of person one day in the future that you never wanted to be. This is who we have to face. This is what Paul is saying. We do this every single day so we can make an honest evaluation of ourself, the roommate, the one roommate that'll never ever move out of your house, the one roommate that'll never ever move out of your life because it's you. You have to learn how to live with yourself, and we do that by making honest evaluations of who we are. Living your life surrendered to God and constantly taking care of your current soul and your current heart will make sure that you're able to live with your future self in peace instead of with major regrets. Because so, let's be honest, so many times currently we have looked back on our life and we have just said, man, there are so many regrets 
But if you want to make sure that you stop doing that and you break that cycle, then do everything you can to safeguard your current spirit, your current soul, and your current heart. Because if you don't live this way, surrendered to God your entire life as an act of worship, then one day being selfish is going to overtake you. And let me tell you something about being self-centered and remember this today and notice this. Selfishness separates you from you. You start to become two different people. You have a public life that's different from who you are on the inside. You have a public image that's different from who you are on the inside. Selfishness will cause you to be that way and then your future self ends up with great regrets. But if you want your future self to end up with great peace instead of great regrets, then you safeguard your soul and your heart right now, here today. Because number one, if if you don't do this, it'll always produce two things. Number one, major regret. And number two, you will get used to living with two different versions of yourself. And one day you will become the type of person that you despise. One day someone else is going to ask this about you. How could they live with themselves? Safeguarding your current self will always allow you to live with peace in your future self. And let me tell you what someone else would say after they've went too far in life, after they have lived broken and broken and broken on the inside, after they have wandered away too far from God and they finally made their way back, they finally recovered, they finally clawed their way out of the pit back to God and got close to God again. Let me tell you what some Someone would say after they have fallen away, lived a broken life and clawed their way back to God and being close to Jesus. This is exactly what they would say. And again, notice this today. Romans chapter 12, verse one. They would say, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. I'm begging you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that God finds pleasing. Our regret will bring us to the edge of disaster and then shame will ruin you for stepping over that edge. And so what's the first habit that can safeguard our soul? This is what it is and remember this today. This is what will safeguard your current soul and heart and faith. Remember this. Daily surrender to God through inner and personal worship. Every single day, thank Him and praise Him. Surrender your will. Every single day, talk to Him and draw close to Him as you surrender your will. Every single day, be real with Him and yourself. Be honest with Him and yourself. Be genuine with Him and yourself as you surrender your will to God. Every single day, be personal with Him. Be intimate with Him. Be in love with Him. Worship Him and be a living sacrifice for Him as you surrender your will. This will safeguard your current self and make sure that your future self lives not with regret but with peace. Surrender your selfishness today and worship him with everything you got. Surrender your pride and your excuses and worship him with all that you got. Surrender your thoughts and your impulses and your reactions and worship him with all that you got. Surrender your pathways, your outcomes, your fears, your worries, your anxieties your hopes and your dreams and worship him with all that you got surrender it 
Give it up. And that's the first habit that can safeguard your heart today and your soul today so your future self lives with great peace instead of great regret. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Stay tuned right now for some great worship from the Water's Edge Band. We cannot wait to see you back next week.